So the Senate passes probably one of the most expensive bills ever called the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. Welcome to 14box.com where we help you master your money. Now let's get into this story because this is expensive. This is very expensive, but let's get into it. So a sweeping $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure package aimed at addressing the maintenance of roads, bridges, and broadband coasted to passage in a 69-30 to 30 vote on Tuesday morning following days of debate. The measure, negotiated by a group of 22 bipartisan lawmakers led by Senators Kirsten Cinema and Rob Portman includes $550 billion in new spending with $110 billion set to be allocated towards roads, bridges, and other projects, $65 billion toward broadband, $66 billion to be spent on passenger and freight rail, $55 billion for water infrastructure, $39.2 billion for public transit, $47.2 billion for resiliency purposes, $7.5 billion for electric vehicle infrastructure, and $21 billion to address pollution. So leadership from both parties lauded the group of negotiators for their work on the bill despite some members of the GOP ultimately voting against the measure. This isn't exactly the bill I would have written on my own in my office and 99 of my colleagues would say the same. This is a compromised product crafted by colleagues with big principal differences in the Senate with the narrowest possible split. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said on the floor Saturday. But in my view, what our early statesmen called internal improvement is a core government responsibility. The American people need roads, bridges, ports, and airports to build their businesses, build their families, and build their lives. Republicans and Democrats have radically different visions these days, but both those visions include physical infrastructure that works for our citizens. Its passage comes after months of negotiations with lawmakers overcoming a series of hurdles as they look to iron out details on a bill both parties could support. While a sizable number of Republicans backed the measure, a handful of conservatives rebuked the bill, raising concerns about spending levels and in its impact on the deficit. So Cinema and Portman dismissed allegations that the bipartisan measure would have a negative impact on the economy. The investment is being made without new tax hikes on everyday families. Independent studies have shown that the long-term spending for capital assets in this measure will improve economic efficiency and productivity, increase GDP, generate additional revenue, and will not increase inflation, they said in a statement ahead of the vote. The new spending under the bill is offset through a combination of new revenue and savings, some of which is reflected in the formal CBO score and some of which is reflected in other savings and additional revenue identified in estimates as CBO is limited in what it can include in its formal score. The measure also received pushback from former President Donald Trump, who took aim at McConnell in multiple statements in the days ahead of the vote.
Nobody will ever ever understand why Mitch McConnell allowed this non-infrastructure bill to be passed. He has given up all of his leverage for the big whopper of a bill that will follow, he said in a statement Tuesday. I have quietly said for years that Mitch McConnell is the most overrated man in politics. Now I don't have to be quiet anymore. He is working so hard to give Biden a victory. Now they'll go for the big one, including the biggest tax increases in the history of our country. While the bipartisan bill easily passed the Senate, it still faces a series of challenges in being sent to President Biden's desk. And GOP lawmakers are raising alarm over Democrats' plan to move forward with a sweeping $3.5 trillion additional plan to address human infrastructure, which is expected to include provisions related to immigration reform, climate change, and the expansion of social programs using the reconciliation process to allow them to sidestep the 51-vote threshold in the upper chamber. So Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the House would not take up the bipartisan bill without the passage of the budget that sets the guidelines for them to move on the $3.5 trillion bill. A handful of progressives in the House have threatened to withhold their votes on the bipartisan bill unless they are sure that certain provisions, including a pathway to citizenship, are included in the larger package. A moderate Democrats have called on Pelosi, who holds a three-vote majority, to bring up the bipartisan measure as soon as it is sent to the chamber, raising concerns about spending levels and calling for more specifics on the plan. These specifics are crucial, particularly given the combined threat of rising inflation, national debt, and the trillions recently inappropriately allocated to the COVID-19 emergency. We also must have the financial resources to respond to any new waves of the pandemic, six centrist Democrats wrote to Pelosi in a letter last week. They call it $3.5 trillion in spending. Nonpartisan experts say those plans would more likely cost Americans about $5.5 trillion, nearly double. So trillions more borrowing and trillions more spending when inflation is already sticking American families with higher costs, McConnell said Monday. New permanent welfare with no work requirements when small businesses are already struggling to find workers, sweeping amnesty when the southern border is already in a crisis, Green New Deal regulations when America's gas prices have already shot up, crushing tax hikes for family businesses and farms as they fight to recover from the recession. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced on Monday evening the chamber would take up the budget resolution shortly after the Senate passed the bipartisan bill, which would be followed by a voterama allowing senators to put forth a series of amendments. So let's kind of like break this down a little bit. Because here's the thing, right? There's going to be a lot of consequences to this action and to the further action of them potentially most likely passing the other bill as well, right? That $3.5 trillion. So on top of that, it's going to be like, you know, like nearly $7 million, or nearly $7 trillion in extra spending that the country does not have. Right. But here's the thing that you got to understand, right, to those that end up stumbling upon this or listening to this. You can't keep spending money when you have no money. That is like the foundation of personal finance. Right. Spend less than what you make. And yet. The senators absolutely suck like they suck so hard 
when it comes to money that is actually like disturbingly depressing, right? Because here's the thing that you got to do, right? Like, let's just use an example of like another place like Saudi Arabia, right? And it has, it's like very progressive, but then also very conservative in a lot of ways, right? Like, you know, politically, uh, politically, and, you know, basically religious standpoint, all that kind of stuff, right? They're very conservative. Economic standpoint, they tend to be pretty progressive, right? Where there's, you know, free college, free, uh, completely free education, free health care, right? Very easy to, like, basically find a job there, right? There's basically, like, you know, no employment issues in Saudi Arabia, right? But guess what? There's also no taxes, right? So there's no taxes, free health care, free college, right? And they're able to do that because the country itself is extremely profitable because they create oil, right? Like they sell oil. So this is the thing that people need to understand. And this is really how the United States really needs to focus their efforts on. And it's to create something that they can make money off of instead of just printing non-existent money, right? Like they're literally just printing money that doesn't even exist, right? So what they need to do, what the United States needs to do is create a profit. And here's the thing. It wouldn't be that hard for the United States to create a profit, right? Because here's the thing that's so crazy, right? Like we have massive, massive oil reserves in this country, right? That we could easily start drilling and start just making disgusting amounts of money, making it extremely profitable. We can make all the manufacturing that is going on in this country, again, creating massive amounts of money, right? Like we could cause this country to be extremely profitable so that all this extra profits that the country is able to produce can fund all these different projects that people want to fund, right? But the problem with passing bills like this is that you're literally borrowing from our current time frame, our lifetime, right? Like you're literally borrowing our money, right? In today, you're borrowing our future kids' money down the line and even their future kids' money down the line, right? Instead of creating a profit so that you could help boost everybody now and in the future, right? So this is something that you can really learn from this whole situation is to not operate your life like this. Like this is like literally the worst way to run your finances by spending more money than you make, okay? Keep that in mind. That is the worst way to live your life by spending more money than you make, okay? You cannot out-earn your stupidity, period, end of story. And people really need to understand that you can not out-earn your stupidity. 
And the United States really needs to understand this and actually turn a profit for once. But here's the thing. If you need help with mastering your money so that you can live below your means, meaning that you could actually have money in the bank, be debt-free, and start investing in a very simple and easy-to-follow-along process, go check out 40inbox.com to learn the secret to mastering your money. And we'll see you in there. Because here's the thing. This is the worst example of managing finances ever. This is beyond stupid, right? Like, these people don't even understand how money even works, right? They don't understand how personal finance even works, right? They're literally just slapping us around saying like, oh, let's just print more money. Let's print more money. Let's pull this printer out of everyone's butt. It's just absolutely insane. We'll see you in a future episode. Stay tuned for more. Hit the like button if you like this sort of content. But what the actual hell, right? Like, you cannot keep spending more money than you make. There's going to come a time where the bill is going to come due and we're all going to be screwed, period. Hey. This podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.